Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Today, I'm unemployed, but Ellen's not. Ellen's employed. I'm here with Ellen. What's going on? Hey, still holding down my job. Uh, <laughs> is it the weekend yet? <laughs> uh, um, no, we just had the weekend. We just we had the weekend and the weekend at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> this episode probably won't come out till a couple weeks after. But still, did you watch last night? Did you have a fun mm, night? I didn't watch it all. Should I? At have? all? No, nothing. I did because I feel justified in eating all the shit I want to eat if I'm watching the game. Yeah, that's what I think most people do. That's what they do. (laughs) Everyone had all these photos and I was like, I hope this isn't a party. Like, I hope people are really being safe, you know, but everyone had good looking food, as did I. I was like, wow, we did it. I guess I I saw a lot of people posting a bunch of like junk food and the people that I saw doing this, I don't think they actually like sports. So I'm pretty sure that the Super Bowl is just about people making finger food for yeah, themselves. It's like getting on a treadmill and then you're like, I can go have a big ice cream cone after because I worked out. It's like, oh, I'm I'm watching the station. Therefore, I'm going to eat like shit. Yeah. Well, you know, my family was rooting for the Buffalo Bills and they didn't make it. So we were just like, whatever. Mm. Got it. Got it. I don't know. I guess my family roots for the Eagles. I personally always liked the Patriots because I went to school in Boston and I was like, oh, shit, they like win here all the time. And so I guess I was like rooting for Tom Brady because like, you know, a classic. How could you not? You know what I mean? He is a classic by now. Yes. Because he's so old. And <laughs> I've just... served him before in restaurants, too. Oh, wow. I was like thinking about that. Yeah. He once came in. I met him with both his wives. Once with what? Bridget. <laughs> he had two wives at the same time? <laughs> no, but close. Uh, Bridget Moynihan. Do you remember her? She was his mm-hmm. first wife. She was on Sex and the City. She played Natasha, like Biggs' wife. Oh, wow. I thought I... I don't know what she, does she does anything other than be that character and like te- look like a model. I'm yeah. teaching you. Yeah. Well, she was Tom Brady's wife. He left. They split up. I don't know. I said he left her. I have no idea how they, why they split up. There was probably drama. Actually, I think there was drama because they have a kid together. And then he married Giselle, obviously. And mm-hmm. he came in with both. The, I, he came in with to Boston, the restaurant I worked in, in Boston with. Bridget Moynihan and they did not speak they just kind of sat there and looked beautiful and they did not speak and then when he came into New York to the restaurant I worked at in New York I can't speak to the restaurant in New York with Giselle same thing sat there in silence and maybe they just don't want wait you're telling me they didn't have a conversation with each other no not at all that's weird like I didn't stare the whole time I'm sure they were like past the salt but like they're like she's staring at us again (laughs) don't say anything no I wasn't a creep we always had famous people come in but I did notice and the server noticed too we were like they're really quiet like nice people you know they weren't Mm -hmm. like at all like obnoxious celebrities but they were also like didn't speak to each other and I was like I hope they're happy I hope they get to talk to each other over breakfast or something (laughs) Maybe they're just quiet people. Maybe they're they're just hot, hunky, kind of like no no brain cells. Yeah, of. when you're hot <laughs> and you're good at your job, they're both good at their jobs. When you're hot and you're you know successful, I guess like what else is there? Enjoy to talk the about? silence. Yeah. Enjoy your food. <laughs> That's how successful I want to get. I want to get that hot and successful where I don't speak at all during meals. Yeah, I can just be just... a complete vegetable, and everyone is so happy about it. <laughs> yeah. 
everyone's calm. Um, but I did send you a Super Bowl commercial. Did yeah. you? It was it was a, a classic. We've talked about it on the show mm-hmm. before. Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. We love that movie and the song. And then how I don't know how she partnered with Squarespace. But Squarespace had a Super Bowl commercial, and if you guys didn't see it, Google the Squarespace five to nine commercial. Mm-hmm. Did okay, a little we're slippery, a little switch yep, there. We're talking five p.m. to nine p.m. In my brain, I was like five a.m. to nine a.m. Like I, it took me a second. Like what time? What five to nine are we talking about? But it was five p.m. to nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a cute commercial because obviously it's Dolly Parton singing. You know, love the song. Although she didn't really write any other lyrics other than nope. five to nine <laughs> it is five to nine it's just five to nine yeah. like that took her five seconds in her you know studio in her house and she yeah. was like Shh. i mean she's a genius there you go um but it's like a young girl and she's at her desk job it gave me like uh, it immediately took me back to being an assistant at the venture firm that i worked at she's like sitting at her desk job you can tell she's like this is not where she wants to be and then she becomes like a dancer right and she <laughs> She's like dancing her way down the office. And then I was like, I didn't know what the commercial was at first. And I was like, this is fun. This is cute. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. It's like cool. a little musical moment here. Right. It was a very, very fun, very choreographed. And then I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> she can't afford to do what she wants. So she has to have a day job and a night job. And now this is hitting too close to home. And I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah. It all happened pretty fast. Me, I was like, great i love this song oh they did something clever with it and then i was like oh shit she's working a normal job and then she has to not even get like a break for dinner or anything i guess just go straight five to nine like nine to working five, five to nine yep doing your hobby and trying to make it a second income because there was a yeah. lyric in the song that was like you gotta hustle in this uh. ex- like world or something right says dolly parton yeah but it's like (sighs) it's all it was a little misleading i thought too because the message at the end was like all you need is a website and then you can turn your five to nine into your primary business and i was like no that is not all you need this girl should not be quitting her job until she has secure (laughs) health insurance and she has enough money to make sure she's (laughs) saved enough until you know because it's not going to happen overnight and i was like oh my god so many people are going to be like, I'm inspired. All I need is a website. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bought a website. I'm putting in my two weeks tomorrow. I Bye, know. job. It felt like that. I was like, no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> be careful. Um, yeah. But it stood out for me, you know, as, as the brand of unemployed, I thought maybe we could partner with Squarespace. I feel like they'd be a great partner for us. You know, we're always looking for sponsorship. Yeah, we always we're, we always talk to a lot of people who have that mindset where like mm-hmm. every day is a hustle. They're mm-hmm. hustling. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should reach out to them and be like, we loved the commercial. Talked all about it on the pod. Mm-hmm. Would you like to pay for our rent and <laughs> and send and send us a bonus? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'll just like send them a DM on Instagram or something. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Squarespace, we're coming for you. Um, I'm very excited for our guest today. She's a very funny comedian. Ellen, I feel like the comedians we've had on lately are the last people I saw before the pandemic. And she and I actually did the last show I did in person. 
Oh, I know full that for circle. A fact. Full circle. I know. So I'm very excited to talk to her. She's a filmmaker. She does it all. She does a little of everything. She had a very funny show in the New York Comedy Festival called Rape Jokes by Survivors. And she also has a new podcast coming out with her friend Dylan Adler called Q Music. I can't wait for this. It sounds great. It's going to be a variety podcast. She already dropped, you know, a, a few hints for me, and I'm already a fan. Guys, we've got Kelly Bachman on the pod. What's going on? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. You know, another day in paradise. I feel like that's that's where we're at. That's that's the pandemic mood. Yeah. Yeah. Today was a pretty, pretty standard day of me sitting at home uh, <laughs> trying to come up with tasks that feel like uh, work at home. <laughs> so uh, have you been working during this time at no, all? Not really. I mean, occasionally I'll have like a. I'll have like a gig that I'll have like yeah. editing someone's film or uh, writing something, but it, it's pretty uh, few and far between. Yeah. Uh, like today, like usually I'm working on things that I hope become work. Like <laughs> always will, this is our life. <laughs> that's like all the time. Like I'm working on like a packet or the, my latest thing is I've been writing a manuscript for a YA novel. So Cool. Today I got to page like 90 of that. So that felt like a big, like, yeah, that's a lot. Because I'm planning on it. I don't know. I don't really know how long YA manuscripts are supposed to be, but in my mind, they're like 180 pages. So I think I'm halfway through. Hell yeah. That's really good. I keep it, I keep a tab open on. Honestly, I have not looked at this tab in six months, but it's called My Book because I want to publish a book. And there's a lot of pages on there, but it's been that way for like two years. <laughs> yeah, I, and I keep it open to feel of, good. The way I've tried to motivate myself, because I, I mean, I've written, I've written, I guess, like a significant amount. I've written like five pilot scripts during this time. Whoa! And I've written now I'm halfway through this manuscript, and I keep doing it because I used to always like submit to fellowships and stuff like that. Yeah, and I keep trying to imagine in my mind that I have a fellowship that's going to end at the end of the month because I always like I try to convince myself that I'm gonna get a job a month from now and then I won't have this time anymore and I'll look back and be like oh why didn't I finish the book when I was sitting around oh my god so I lie to myself and every couple months I create a new fake deadline and a new thing I have to do before then so right now it's like I have to finish this book before March 1st because then I'm gonna be busy. This is a really good <laughs> strategy. This is the most productive unemployed strategy we've heard where you give yourself these fellowship deadlines. I gotta do shit like this. I mean, I've been unemployed for like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what ha- we we like DM'd and you said something to me you're like, I'm super unemployed and I was like, oh my god, me too. We love that. That's We support you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been some time, like, I'll get money for writing things sometimes or, yeah, for working sure. on a little film project. So, was, like, I'll, I'll find money to survive. And then I also was on unemployment, you know, as long as that was yeah. possible. Uh, that's over now. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. How I, is that I, over? How That shouldn't be over. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it is. It's over. But also sometimes there are nice people out there, like, occasionally I've tweeted out like I wasn't trying to ask for money I was just making a joke about 
not having it and mm-hmm. like making a joke about not having money for rent or I don't really remember what it was, but occasionally I'll do that and someone nice on the internet will just message me and say like, I would like to pay rent this month. And I'm like, what? Wait, so you're just influenced <laughs> by Twitter. <laughs> like, tw- you're, you're, you don't even need a brand <laughs> to do that. that many times, but I just wanted to shout out to those people. Like, wow. Making, like, I don't want to pretend there's this, if there's this mystery, like, how have I survived? I didn't want to leave that part of the equation out. Like, that it's you happened like God two on the times, internet. <laughs> two or three times. Well, the main time, the, the most exciting thing that happened was that I, I, um, a lot of people kept asking me, like, um, I hope you're going to therapy, like, with all you've been through in the last year, I hope you're going to therapy, and I was like, why would I be going to therapy, like, why would I afford that, like, how would I afford that, so I, like, tweeted something out about that, of, because, you know, because everyone's always saying, like, people will literally do this instead of go to therapy or whatever, and, like, I could not, (laughs) so, but then someone on Twitter reached out and they said, like, I would like to pay for your therapy. And wow. That, that like literally changed my entire life. So So you t- so you took them up I, on it. Now I go to therapy. That's amazing. That's so nice. You know, people are there there are good people out there. There's some weirdos who are like, I'd like to pay for you to send me photos of your feet and I'll be like that, that wasn't this lady. She was genuinely <laughs> She was genuinely so like it, truly there are angels out there. I mean, I I just feel really, I've been very lucky uh, that that woman reached out to me, but. Wow. And what was the last job you had before you got, before you became was, unemployed, I should say. I was say, a production coordinator at a documentary company, and uh, I was fired in, I want to say, September 2019. Okay. Um, and that was an interesting time in my life because I remember I was fired and I was fired in very much a way where my boss was like, you should never do this job again, like anywhere else. And this is like the job I've been doing for years. And she was very like, I will not recommend you. <laughs> like, it was like, what kind of those like hurt? Like, it's <laughs> like, no. okay. Yeah. But then I remember right when I le- left, like the day I left, I had this meeting with a company Um that they were like, we love your uh, your sketch show. I had a sketch show, and they said they wanted to pitch it in L.A. Mm-hmm. And it was like that same day, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I have all the time <laughs> in the world now. <laughs> and so I dedicated my next like month after that to going to L.A. with this company and pitching my show and not focusing on trying to get a job at all, just like putting everything into that, and it was very exciting. And we didn't sell the show, but the the day I got back from that whole adventure mm-hmm. is when this like uh, other kind of supernatural event happened to me, which was being booked on a show that Harvey Weinstein, uh, the uh, serial rapist, for those who do not know his work, but he was invited to the show someone filmed me being like blah, 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 and then that went, that was it, right when you got back, back from LA it was the day I got back 
Okay, this this timeline is like it's absurd. Fake. It's like it sounds like a TV show or something. Yeah. But like Grace, sorry, my dog's barking. That's okay. Eventful. Wait, so you get fired from your job of how how long were you there? A while, right? I was there like two years. Okay, two years. You go to LA. Your a company's like, we love you. Let's go sell a show and make yeah, tons of Hollywood like, they money. Kept, they they like used the phrase like we discovered you. Like it felt very like Hollywood. They're like we found Kelly. Now we're going to bring her and and they flew out all my friends that were on the sketch show and like a part of the sketch show whoa uh they flew us all out it was like this dream come true we like put on this live pilot it was sort of like an snl format type show like yeah it was like music and sketch and there's a host and we put on the show we pitched the show i went to like all these it's comedy central hbo like all the different places you pitch and it felt like this wild, it felt like the craziest experience magical. of my life. It felt like the craziest experience of my life. Like, I remember thinking, like, this is the most wild thing that's ever happened to me. And then it wasn't. <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> the day I got back <laughs> was the most wild thing that ever happened to me, which was, like, this me all of a sudden doing, it was my first stand-up show I'd done in over a month, too, because I had been, like, doing this uh, pitching and all this for a month. And we so should give was, Grace a mic. Maybe she yeah, wants to Grace, say a couple words. Here, I'm just going to grab her and make her be in my lap. <laughs> Invite her to be in my lap. That is. <laughs> oh, she's <Okay>. so cute. <laughs> oh, she's just like totally limp. She's like, yeah, that's in how I, I, I needed you to hold me. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was the first stand-up show I had done. In, in a little while, so I was just kind of like, all right, let's get back to normal life. Like, that's over. Whatever that was. <laughs> it was very, like, consuming of everything <laughs> I had. And I put everything I had into it, and I didn't know yet whether the show was going to be sold. And I was like, you know what? I did everything I could. Right. And so I went to do this show. And, and also, I had an interview that day. Like, I had gotten back, and I, like, had an interview at, like, TV Land to be, like, an associate producer kind of nice. person there. Interview went very well. I could already tell, like, I got the job. I was really excited. And then I did that show, and the next day, I literally was so consumed immediately by, like, the news. Like, yeah. being at my, like, being at my house, like, they, like, came to my house, and they were all, they were like, get in an Uber, you're on in 10 minutes, like, kind of energy coming from, like, everyone. Wait, for the listeners who don't know uh, your quick, your your quick run-in with Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> so you were doing a stand-up show, he was in the audience, I remember right. when this happened, he was in the audience, and you... You talked about him on stage, right? You Well, specifically, he was invited by the producer of the show, which, so I was really calling out, because it was a private show, like, for actors. Like, oh. it was an, an event, literally, for young actors trying to make it. And What? And he was invited as industry. So <laughs> I was, and he had his for own tape. stand-up show. Well, it was it was like a variety show. Oh, okay. I was one of, the, one of the only comics on the show. Got it. But it was like, actors so that was what the event was about so it was a bunch of young actors and then like um a literal <laughs> predator in the back of the room like watching that's so, insane um, you go to these things and you think like industry will be here like maybe a couple junior managers you know some agents well, assistants that's how it was advertised like come and like you'll be in an exclusive event with uh, industry people. And that was like the industry table in the back of the room. 
And so I was really calling out the, uh, the organization itself for inviting him. And but it was at like a peak time of like his controversy. Yeah, right. he was yeah. he was awaiting trial. Yeah, and he was like out and about. Right, right. Yeah, he was already like a pariah. Like I it just was really remember absurd. weird move. To I remember him. seeing the clips online, and like I had known you because you had done Quickie Fest, you had done videos right, right, right. for the festival, and I knew you through the comedy scene, and. I saw this video and I was like, go Kelly, fucking tell it. You didn't do it. You weren't even offensive. You told very funny jokes that were like, you're not going to, you're not going to beat around anything for these people. You're just going to say it like it is. And I loved it. And I thought you, you nailed it. And I was just like cheering for you from my computer screen. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. But, (laughs) but in all of the frenzy of that, I didn't uh, accept that I was too overwhelmed. I missed uh, my job offer that I got from that interview. <gasps> oh my god! And they from had, TV Land, I was it was buried, and and they like called me literally in between. Like I was getting calls from like CNN, Washington Post, and all this stuff. And in all those calls, there was a call from TV Land, and I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't talk about this right now. <gasps> and they they kind of emailed me like we have to move on, but you know you're very busy and good for you and congratulations. But I, but I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't really have time for this right now. I just need to like, ah! Did you want the job though? Were you like, wait, I, I I remember kind of thinking like, maybe it's for the best. Like if this is going to consume my time for the next month or so, I would, I don't want to get fired again. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I'm like having people literally like at my door, like asking me questions and stuff. So, I thought, you know what, I'll put the job search aside and, like, let these let this circus unfold. Like, see what yeah. happens, you know, because if I can get spots you know, wherever I can or do whatever's going to happen, whatever articles I'm going to write or whatever. Yeah, ride the fucking wave. You got to ride it. A lot and, was there. Yeah. And it was like, you know, when people are, like, saying, oh, we want to hear about your show idea, da 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 and come pitch and write a pilot or whatever. So I was thinking like, I'll just kind of spend my savings the next few months and I'll get a job like in uh, January or February of 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm. Good plan. Yeah. Good plan. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like a really logical plan. You know, you got this huge, all this attention from this one night from this one YouTube video. And you're like, all right, here's my deadline. Right when the world crumbles. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Literally, I had just started Dylan uh, Adler, as you, you mentioned before, he and I, after the show Rape Jokes by Survivors at New York Comedy Festival, which was uh, a show that I produced, he and, he was on that show, and we decided to do a show together called Rape Victims Are Horny Too, and it's like a musical comedy show mm-hmm. uh, where he and I are like parodying parodying songs and like making them about our trauma. So we did that show and we had our first show in February at caveat. uh, (laughs) And then we went to LA literally on March 11th and did this show uh, where like Chelsea Handler was a part of the show. It it felt like we were going to like take this show on tour. Yeah. And we were very excited so I literally, I hadn't even started looking for jobs yet because everything just kept working out in this. I just kept uh, letting these things happen. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, like every whatever meetings I was having, like everyone else, like whoever I was talking to at the time might as well have moved to another planet. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything stopped. I did exactly the same March thing. 13th. I I was going to say I went to L.A. for a couple weeks in end of January or like or for a week end of January, something like that. And then, and I pitched my show and I had these great meetings and we followed up and I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, this was a really productive trip. And yeah. And then someone like at the end, I lost, we lost our job very publicly on February 14th. It's almost a one year anniversary. And, uh, that was a very public firing, uh, from HQ. (laughs) Then, (laughs) And then I was like, okay, well, whatever. Like, I had those great meetings. I pitched my show. Like, you know, these people, even if it's not this project, you always are like, they liked me enough to, like, for my next idea. And then, yeah, shit hit the fan. I got, like, an email in March, and it was like, we're thinking about uh, developing your show. You know, like, we're we're trying to put together a budget. Like, like, all these, like, buzzwords. And I was like, oh, my God. And then silence after March 15th. And I was like, I, yeah, there was one company I followed up with multiple times. Like literally I have no idea what happened to them, but they had me write an entire hour pilot. And like, (laughs) we were going to, we, we, they were about to go pitch it. And then it was just like, eh, silence. uh, Yeah. But so then I had no job and no uh, prospects, and no, like, things keeping me busy anymore, and then, you know, it was pandemic, so I just started, that's when I got in my little fellowship mindset of, like, okay, you have this time, you're not overwhelmed anymore, you're not balancing your film production job and trying to do this stuff, you're not, like, having a million people asking you for, because I was very overwhelmed uh, that fall of 2019, so I was like, well, you know, you're overwhelmed in a different way now. <laughs> like, and the world is on fire kind of way. Yeah. But uh, I just started, like, writing pilot scripts and writing music and... You made it productive. You uh, did it. And, now, and writing this book. So I haven't... Uh, like, my money is all basically gone. <laughs> but, like, all my savings... But you look and, great. Uh, you and Grace... But- you guys look like you're thriving right now. I mean, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. I, I, yeah. Hopefully, like I saw this YA book or like something. I something hope you sell the YA book. Like, yeah, but it will because people like you who turn your you know stress into creative projects. Like, I always believe it has to come back. Like you're doing all the work you need to be doing, even if it's a packet you don't like or whatever. I'm like, you're doing it. Whether yeah. this gets you the job or this gets you a meeting or whatever, like, I don't know. I yeah. feel like I, I signed up for a fucking class. I don't even have the money. Like I'm very in debt, but I signed up for a class because I, I couldn't give myself a deadline like you. I was like, I need someone else to be like, okay, pilots do next week. So yeah, it's hard. Do it, it really is like. My my thing right now is I try to, like, make myself do five pages a day. Mm. And, like, the further along I'm getting in this book, the harder it is to make that happen. Like, yeah. It's, like, just kind of, I don't know. Like, also, I'm, I'm getting to the point of dreading. I have no feedback on it right now. And now it's this huge endeavor. So if, if the book sucks. Just give five pages to, like, ten different friends. If the book sucks, friends. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> Be really sad. <laughs> no, it won't suck. <laughs> it's uh, 
if the if the book agent is just like, Emily, this is 180 pages of trash. No I, way. Yeah, I. That's the one thing I'm I'm not ready for. No, it won't suck. And it, you let me know if it does, because I really believe <laughs> it does. It won't. Well, thank you. No problem. I want to take it back before before your film production days, before our unemployed times. Um, when you were growing up, I want to know where did you grow up, and like what was the first job you ever had? I grew up in North Carolina, in okay. uh, Greensboro. Grace wants to eat your headphones. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> she just wants to be the center of attention. That's She's a baby. Yeah, but. Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and my first job was at a Subway as a uh, sandwich artist. Oh my gosh! Cool. When I was sixteen, and then I also worked at a. I was. I. I think I was fired from that job. It was like I was gonna be fired, and then I quit. I'm not sure because I was like, not. I kept. I. I got in trouble. It really wasn't my fault, but there was a. <laughs> a guy came in. Well. My teenage boyfriend, or not boyfriend, a friend boy, yeah. came in, and he and I like had worked out this thing where he would come in and he'd say like I'll have the usual, and I would like make <laughs> make his usual. Like we just thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make it up, or he had he would, a usual? Like, tell me something really specific at school, and then I would make it as if it were his usual. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> he just wanted to come visit me, you know. Yeah. But. Uh, this guy, he came in, and there was a guy waiting in line, and he was like, you go ahead, like he was thinking, and then my friend was like, I'll have the usual, and we were kind of giggling, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then the guy was like, well, I guess, the guy <laughs> was like, well, I guess she's just going to make his motherfucking sandwich first, because he's cute. What about me? I mean, you just cut in front of me. And he was like, where's your manager? And I was like, what? And... I was laughing. At a subway? At this happens? <laughs> yeah, people really... Actually, it happened a lot. Like, people would have this energy because <laughs> I think people... Subway is definitely fast food, but because of the way the process works, I think people get kind of power trippy yeah. in there because they want this, like, slow food experience mm-hmm. for $5. <laughs> but it's really just one person uh, <gasps> making fast food. But anyway... The manager at the time acted like it was cool, took my side, like, laughed off the guy. And then the owner of the restaurant, like, pulled me aside a couple weeks later about how I'm, like, upsetting the customers. And, um... (laughs) Upsetting them? You should be like, I got a guy who comes in here all the time. He's crazy. (laughs) I I got a usual guy. (laughs) I was basically told to quit, I think. Like, I think I did quit. That's usually how I'm fired, is... They like trying to convince me to quit, and I. Mm, I've had that happen to me before. So you can't like claim unemployment. They're trying to like cover their asses when really they just want to get rid of you. I I was busy, you know, with like soccer and stuff anywhere, whatever I was doing, and then I started working at the grocery store, and I think I left that job on better terms. But <laughs> uh, were you in high school when you worked at the grocery store? I was, yeah. I worked at the grocery store in high school, and then in college i worked as a ymca camp counselor and Hell yeah. um trying to think what else did, did. anything oh, crazy I, worked, ever? Uh, I was a waitress i i worked at a sports bar in college uh as like at this sort of like 
wannabe Hooters. Like, uh, <laughs> it was like a place that used to be have Hooters vibes. Like, everyone, all the waitresses would wear like short shorts and tight shirts, and then they decided to change their image. Okay. Where, like, then you had an option. You could wear like a loose t-shirt. They were like, you our clientele loves boobs, but like, if you feel comfortable hiding them, go ahead. You just but won't I, make as many I tips. I did wear the like, loose t-shirt, but I remember one time I got barbecue all over my loose t-shirt and I borrowed someone's tank top and I made so much more money. Oh my and God. everyone was so nice to me all day. Like, not just like the, the men, oh no. like the families were all nicer to me. Like the kids were nicer to me. The, the moms were nicer to me. Like, and everyone like, kept saying, like, did you change your hair? Your eyes are beautiful today, Kelly. And I was like, wow, it's literally like the tank top and no oh, one knows. I was like, they my, don't even know why they're being nice to me. Oh, my God. I hate like, cause, that. Because I'm a, I'm a person, I really have, like, secretly big boobs. Like, they're very easy to hide. Okay. But if I wear, if I wear a tank top, all of a sudden people are like, whoa, what's her story? <laughs> but, uh... That was very much the energy of that. And then I kind of had to decide whether to, like, wield that power or not. I love how this was, like, this was the more progressive Hooters. It's like, we give people an <laughs> option. You can be slutty or you can just be normal. And well, I think it was, like, the owner of the restaurant had, some, had become more of a family person. Like huh. He had gotten older. And it was, like, not a chain restaurant. It's, like, him and his responsibility. Yeah. So he, like, started hiring people that... He like wanted to change the vibe, mm-hmm. but did you continue wearing but there the were, tank like, waitresses top? Waitresses that were from like the old times who were like back <laughs> in the day. We used to rake in cash and like this was a brothel. <laughs> yeah, but they and so sometimes people tried to bring back the energy of like <laughs> uh, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't for me. It was because because the people who wanted that I really didn't like. It would be like guys who sit at tables but just order beers and then they say things like, I I come here because I like I never want to be served by a man. And oh I was God. Like, How do you avoid that? Like there's so <laughs> many restaurants where men might serve you. Or oh. like how you just come and it was like guys who just went to the specific restaurant every day just because like there were no male servers. Wow. I'm getting, like, uh, PTSD from my restaurant days when my boss told me I would benefit everybody. It was a tip pool. So he told me the lo- if I wore lower-cut shirts and higher heels, I'd benefit everybody's tips. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that like, was... That I, don't was think, I mean... I don't think that's legal to tell me. And he'd be like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go do coke in the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, <yeah>. what? <laughs> the way everyone tried to tell me was just, like, telling me that I looked smart and awesome in the tank top. <laughs> like, Kelly, you look so great personality in that tank top. Maybe you should wear it every day. Oh, no. Wait, so did you wear it after that day? I mean, sometimes. I did like the way I looked, you know? But I also liked the tea. Also, it was one of those places where you have to pay for your uniform, and I had already bought several of the uh, loose T-shirts, so... <laughs> Then a girl tried to teach me how to, like, we were allowed to cut up our shirts, and she, like, oh. tried to turn them into crop tops for me. And <laughs> I don't know. It's just people, when I dressed like that, the customers would touch me, and I, like, I don't want to be touched. No. Oh, God, like no. How long did you work at this place? 
I worked there a couple years in college. Does it still exist? Yes, it does, I think. It's in, it's in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's where I went to, to college. <laughs> I wonder if they still have the option to wear a tank top or a, a <laughs> I t-shirt. I feel like they do. It, I feel like it's probably even become like more family-friendly over the years. Yeah, because uh, I think it's like the owner like has a family now. I think that was, and he wanted his family like come eat there. Got it. And he so, was like, yeah. people need to be respect. Yeah, I have, I have kids now. I need. Grace. It's a family restaurant. <laughs> come on, don't so, bark right now. You worked at this. Uh, I'm going to call it the Progressive Hooters. And then <laughs> was that your job in college? Like when you graduated. That's what, come... I was, that's what I was doing when I graduated. I did a lot of, like, internships in college as mm-hmm. well. Like, I did an event planning internship, and that started out unpaid. Uh, but then it, it sort of, um, the clients found out that I was not paid, and it was very illegal the way I was not paid because um, I was hired, like, an, an unpaid intern to be this sort of, shadow of an event planner but okay. instead they just had me plan entire events for clients and like with no help or so the clients thought the money that they paid was going to me and then and they then found they out found you're out just that an intern I was like not an actually an event expert <laughs> they were like wait she's just an intern who's in school and I was like yeah and I'm not being paid so then I like started getting paid for the events hell so, yeah I love that uh, that never happens at an internship where they're like never mind nice. We wanted her to get paid. <laughs> she just did the job. Grab my dog one more time. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Internships. Yes, I love that you got paid at an intern. That's like a that's like a fairy tale internship story. Yeah, it was it, by the <laughs> end. I mean, it was like a long time of it being like um, borderline. Very well. It was it was bad, <laughs> and then it was okay. Right, because uh, in the because I was paid for like the final event that I did. That's good. And and then I moved to New York uh, to do film. And nice. That was my so my you didn't first job. No, you were going to do comedy job. yet. No, I I knew I wanted to be a comedy writer. Like that was my goal. I wanted to write uh, for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And so my plan to make that happen was to like I thought I would get like an NBC page job or something and work my way through mm-hmm. the corporation <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like in my free time I would go like take classes at UCB or something like yeah. I had just read like Tina Fey's book or whoever's uh probably like Mindy Kaling's book as well and mm-hmm. I was thinking like I would be like them Right, I read all those, and it seemed like yeah. a clear path. It was like, oh, yeah, it was like this I'm is the grad school. Get a job working in TV while also taking these classes and participate. But then I got here, and I, I just like was struggling so much to find a job at all. Uh, I was working like as an intern at two, for like multiple different filmmakers. I was working as an intern for at the same time, and then. Uh, one eventually hired me as his assistant, but even that like wasn't enough money to s- survive. So after mm-hmm. I would work for him during the day, and then at night I would be a hostess at a restaurant. So there was like no time for this like me taking classes fantasy. <laughs> right. Really, there's also no money for it. So um, 
my first couple years, I was just working in film as an assistant and then doing these internships or hostessing or whatever it was on the side for more money. Yeah. And that's hard. You did the double life. Yeah. And then I started uh, a film collective to make my own short films. Cool. And I just found myself thankfully partnering with comedians a lot on making sketches Mm -hmm. and uh, making like comedy shorts. And then that's, that was long, around the time that I first came in contact with you via like Quickie Fest. Yeah. And then, but then I just, I kept like either, like if I made a documentary, it would be about comedians. Or if I like made a project, it would be in partnership with comedians. And it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know if you've heard the phrase like shadow artist of like surrounding myself with the kind of artist that I really wanted to be. Yeah. So I uh, finally kind of, I think it was when one of my, my sketch writing partner got a job at the Daily Show, and and I and I realized really the only difference between he and I on our resumes was he was a comic, mm. and so I was like, oh, I need to be a comic if I want to get a writing job. So mm-hmm. I sort of just started doing it because I thought it was what was missing from my all the things I was trying to do, mm-hmm. and then I ended up really liking it anyway. But nice. Uh, but everything that I've done since I've gotten to New York has been as a means to become a TV writer. And so, and that's, is that still the goal? My mission has not changed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's still the goal. Like with the YA, you know, path as well. well, I feel like I guess my goal is like, I'm like, I guess I'm a storyteller, you know, whatever the, whatever the like medium, whether it's uh, like me writing a show or me writing my own show or, uh, music or whatever it is, I think the storytelling element has always mm-hmm. been the same. But if I like, I guess the ultimate goal would be like writing my own show. I think that's oh, that's never changed in terms of yeah my fantasy. Totally. So, how long were you assist- an assistant for? I was an assistant. I had to do. Did you book a lot of travel? Did you have to do like? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was travel is the thing that. I think got me fired from my last show. <laughs> really? Because I would like literally. I'm so. I'm too fast. Like about booking. I'm too. Uh, I'll miss details that are very important mm. when I'm doing a lot of of that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And I remember I like booked all this travel, and it was like the wrong city. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> And or they, like, just, show up to the like airport, that. and they're like, Kelly, I don't have a flight to this state or, they, or this they'd, country. They'd show up in the city and, like, not have a hotel because oh, I, like, no. booked it in the wrong city. Or, like, I don't know. It. I was. I would get... I would usually work in places where uh, they were, like, not busy most of the time, so I was one of their only employee responsible f- for, like, a lot of things. And then they'd be right. very busy for like a few weeks a year and then it'd be like there should be like five more of me but there's only Mm -hmm. me yeah and that's when things kind of (laughs) would go but but my uh my my first job as assistant I worked for two uh two producers and I I worked for them for like three years oh wow that's cool that's a long time yeah yeah it was and uh I think by the end my title was different or something like development associate or something but okay uh it was like all usually the same kind of work of like um reading scripts and um 
helping them in kind of assistant roles, either with like developing a film or editing or whatever it was. And actually I didn't, I wasn't fired from that job. They just, uh, they didn't, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. They like didn't have a lot going on. So they kept reducing my hours. Mm -hmm. And then I finally, uh, just like, it wasn't enough hours to count as like my full-time job and I needed to find a new job. So I did. Yeah. But I think when I left, I remember it was kind of strange because they were like, well, we knew you'd like have to move on at some point. Like, <laughs> but I thought it'd be because of marriage or something. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, it's literally just because like the hours were reduced. Uh, and then I, they're like, one day she'll, she'll get married and have like, kids. We thought and you'd like go on and get married eventually. And I was like, this is not about marriage. Like I'm, I've never talked Wait, about. Why are you bringing in my personal life into this? I was this? like, I've never talked about getting married. And then I didn't really know what to say. It gets worse. I was like, uh, no, I'm still, I'm still just gonna keep working in film. But I'm sure we'll, we'll work it again together someday. And they were, and then they said the strangest thing. This was around like the Me Too explosion was happening, mm -hmm. and they were like, "Well, yes, you know, you could always come back." if you ever need to be an assistant here again, like God forbid your next boss rapes you, you could always come back. No, they didn't say what? that. What? I was like, what? what? And I just started laughing because I didn't know what to do. And <laughs> yeah, because you're like, was, this came out of your mouth. And he was like, Kelly, I'm serious. This isn't funny. Like, God forbid. <laughs> Holy shit. And this is before any of the Weinstein, any of your public. No, this is, oh, yeah, this is before that. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And and it, but it was just interesting because it was framed as if I like was like I was literally just leaving because the hours were reduced. <laughs> like, right, you're like, I, I have to pay my rent, and if you're, <laughs> I have to give someone else my time if you're not gonna but give it was me. Always it. like, and then I remember I ran into them like <laughs> a few months later, and I was with my my at the time boyfriend, and they were like, I. I knew there had to be someone like <laughs> they thought you were care, like taking cheating care of on you. It's like he's not taking care of me. This is like an unemployed comic. Oh my god, I love that. I love that they had this whole vision for your life. <laughs> they sound very They're old like, fashioned. Was it like a very old production company or something? Like yeah, no, no, they weren't. And you know, they were. They were, they're still very kind to me and like um, we have uh, you know I don't want to like shit on them like we had a mostly good experience together it's <laughs> one of those things of like sometimes men especially of, of like a certain generation mm -hmm. will just say things that I'm like oh yeah what? <laughs> yeah. what's coming out of that yeah. always Green. but that was like my, I but had an old boss like, well who intentioned said, and like yeah. he's like would literally and support my whole career and like would speak well of me and recommend me and I think well of him but like sometimes I've been assistants to multiple people after that too and and stuff like that would happen pretty much every man I've worked for like there was another director I worked for and I remember he uh was talking to me about the Me Too movement and all he's like I just can't believe this is so much going on like and he, I remember he put his hand on my shoulder on my back while he was talking oh to no me. And while he had his hand on my back, he said, I would never even touch a woman's nose as a joke. What? I was like, a woman's nose? 
Were you like your hands on my back? Yeah, he literally had and his hand on my, on my bare back. <laughs> that's so fucked up. I like, would have been I like, you could touch my touch nose. A woman's nose is a joke. I was like, why would you touch my nose? <laughs> As a joke, I prefer him to touch me. my nose than the center of my back. That's too intimate. Touch my nose, I'd be like, yeah, it's cold, right? <laughs> like, feel it. <laughs> and one time, I even I worked on an all female like film like it was like female director female producer I remember there was like one male crew member and even on that film like that crew member put his hand on my back and he was like where I'm from you would be a model <laughs> <laughs> yeah they all think they're like, being kind the there's no escape there's no escape for you they all think they're being kind though they're like fucking they're naive to it it sounds yeah. like because it, it's like I, I tend to to work with, and that's why I like I, I try to like I don't know give them like the caveat of like they're trying their best or like these are guys that in general, yeah. But it it's still always that energy of like I come to work I would be the one female employee and I I come to work like anytime I look nice it's always like you have a date tonight what's his name like I need to like come pick you up and tell him like we're gonna beat him up. Like why? Why are you being like this? Always. I remember like, anytime I anytime I didn't wear like eyeliner, I remember them being like, "Are you okay? You don't seem well today." And I'd be like, "I didn't put on makeup. Like I'm okay." And then like you'd wear makeup, and they'd be like, "Wow, you really like you look so good." You know, they'd just be like, "You you seem well today." I'm like, "Oh my god, it's because I yeah, it, it's just how I look. Like that's it." When I didn't wear makeup, sometimes they would email me and say, I don't know what's going on outside of work, but your appearance was drab. <gasps> no. No fucking way. Wow. What? I hope you have these screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had a boss once. You reminded me. I had a, he was an older, older, I, I would say, like, gr- our grand, it could be our grandparents' generation. And so sweet. He would, same thing. We worked well together. He would recommend me for anything. You know, we really had a nice connection. But he would come in and say things like, you know, how much he loved, like, the Gloria Estefan musical because of the women's outfits and they didn't wear much. And I'd be sitting there being like, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like always saying shit like that. And I was like, okay, sounds, I get it. Like, am I supposed to agree with you on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes there's just like such a disc. I mean, there was time I would, I would usually get most, the main times I would get like visibly angry or like say something it would be when there would be such a disconnect about just like how little I was paid. <laughs> like when someone's like not paying you mm-hmm. enough that it's even your only job. And then we'll expect like extra from you as if they're paying you like yeah. this great amount. And then I remember one time I got really. When I was an assistant, I I got, like, vocally upset about it because my boss kept getting tickets to Hamilton, like, and he kept asking (laughs) me to buy them, and he would just buy them, like, randomly, and this was, like, peak Hamilton. $2,500 tickets. And so I would buy them, and and I was just, and he was like, I just got to see Hamilton again, it's so good, like, and I was like, well, maybe... I was like, you should go to Hamilton all the less, and then the prices (laughs) would go down for other people if you didn't buy them so much at this price. Yeah. And he was like, Kelly, 
do you want to go to Hamilton? <laughs> like, it was like, that was, a, he was like, you want to go to Hamilton, didn't, don't you? I hadn't thought about that. <gasps> and I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I would like to go to Hamilton. And then he randomly, like, one day got me Hamilton tickets a few days after that. Oh, my God. like, you're going to Hamilton tonight. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you. Uh, and then he told me to write it off as my Christmas bonus. What? No, 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 no. No, that is not how that Come works. On. So I got no bonus. No. Oh, my God. And he probably thought, I just gave this girl, like, the present of her dreams. And, and you're then like, I literally no. cried through, like, the, the whole show for, like, the wrong reasons of just, I just kept thinking, like, I just needed the thousand dollars. <gasps> Oh my and god! I remember the next day I was in such a bad mood, and he—I could tell he like thought I was ungrateful. Like he was like, "You're not even going to tell me how the show went." Like, <gasps> and I was like, "It's so was, painful." It was great. It was That's great. awful. I feel for you on that. <laughs> when like, I got, I, yeah, when I got laid off from my last assistant job, like it was—it was November, and the first thing that came out of my mouth. Because they were like, we're laying you off, but like, we need you to work for like the next month because I had planned the holiday party. And so they mm -hmm. were like, oh shit, <laughs> she planned that party. I guess we need to keep her on until then. But the first thing that came out of my mouth was I started crying immediately when they, because I had worked there four years and they were like, you know, you have other, you're going to do so many good things. I was like, no, I'm the one who's supposed to quit when it's time for me to do other things. This isn't the situation yeah. I planned for. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, <gasps> Will I still be eligible for my Christmas bonus? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. yeah. And I was oh, like, well, that's good. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. I, I do think the job, because the one job I was, I've been fired for was my most recent job or fired from. And I remember the whole, in the whole speech of firing <laughs> me, it was all like, you are going to be like, it's like, you're such a talent. You are a comedic talent. And, like, we literally would love to work with you, like, creatively. But, like, never do this kind of job again. Like, you are just, you should just get a job as a bartender and then, like, <laughs> work, uh, do your creative passions on, you know. Oh, my God. As, this is so work familiar. Work as a waitress and, and do, uh, do your creative passions because that's really that's really who you are, like, these creative... And I remember thinking, like, I never should have told y'all. <laughs> I, like, I know. I know. I, I remember they... Some creative stuff, like... I'm like, oh, shit, they YouTubed me. They were like, you're gonna go on and do great things. And I'm like, no, but I have health insurance here. I need right. to, to have well, that. It had gotten to the point, because this was a film company, and they really were supporting me with my, like, creative goals, and... They actually, I had like an option with them on one of my projects. Like they really were like oh, wow. beyond supportive. Like, so we were talking about my creative projects at work a lot. So they saw the difference between how excited I am about like the stuff I really <laughs> want to do versus how I am at my day job. And they right. saw like where the passion and like where, oh, I, I never seem to make these same kind of mistakes yeah. on like the stuff that I, is like what I want to do with my life. That's not and, fair, though. That's and I was hard. Like, Dang, it's hard for me to like bring that same kind of energy. <laughs> That's hard. That's like everything. dating someone at work almost, where you're like, you know, a different person around them because you're like in a relationship with it. Like that's very different. That's yeah. I don't like that. But I, I did feel like that was kind of the. But it's another one of those things where like, even that, even though I was fired, like, I I do feel like I have good relationships with everyone that I've worked with in New York at least. So I'm like. Yeah. 
peeling back. I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, 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 that's I'm good. Not, like, I don't want to like shit on anyone. I mean, um, I literally started a, a show called The Unemployed Show when I was laid off from my last job. And those bosses like were very nice to me. Like I stayed at their house during like the hurricanes and shit. And like they were yeah. like family. And then they laid me off and I was like, well, fuck all this. I'm going to start an unemployed brand. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know what they think of well, me. But my last job that uh, that fired me, they actually um, booked me for their happy hour to do comedy on like a zoom <laughs> over the pandemic over the pandemic. so i did i did a, and actually it wasn't the boss the boss that fired me didn't know that i was uh hired so it, i was like a surprise appearance oh my god that's amazing so like one person hired me and to everyone else i was surprised so i was like <laughs> wow if they all if they do like hate me or if they <laughs> This is like such a nightmare. Like I'm like punking them. I love but that. I did you tell jokes in. about them? Like the well, company? I did like reveal that I was fired during my set because <laughs> I think most people didn't know that. They like thought I. It was like when I left, I sent an email out to everyone that was very like of the energy that I was leaving by choice. Like, I'm right. Go. Sorry, I have to go. Everyone, I have to go to LA and pitch my show. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I'll miss you all, but I have to go be famous now. Watch Thank for you. me on TV, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was, so I had, let, I had let everyone believe that when I left. And then I just came back like, fuck it, I was fired. <laughs> and now I'm making What's money up? off I'm this. on your Zoom. <laughs> Guess yeah. what? I'm almost out of money. <laughs> I love that. You're like, I'm the, I'm the comic. I'm getting paid to do this right now from my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I want to say that went well, but uh, no one emailed me after like to be like, Great seeing you. <laughs> no one was like, wow, thanks for coming on the Zoom. It was just kind of like a check, just kind of came. Oh, I used to send all my YouTube videos to my bosses. And when I worked there, they'd be like, great, great job. Like, we love this, like awesome video. And then I kept them on that list after I got fired and I never got a good job from them anymore. I was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, one of my old bosses, I like stay on the. I'll, I she and I will talk on the phone every so often. Like I, I feel like she's still like, I don't know. I, the pandemic, it's such a, it's such a weird time for communication with people in general. Yeah, that it's I can't really tell if anyone who I have a good relationship with right now, <laughs> based on like, like there oh, was I a know. time when I like thought I was like. Am I friends with that person anymore? Like, did we have a falling out that I missed? Like, and then I'm like, oh no, I'm just uh, bad at reaching out. No, that's. I feel like so I don't they. have friends anymore. Even people yeah. of like, or I have new friends who are like my pandemic friends, and yeah, I'm like, I have my pandemic friends too, and <laughs> and then I have like my old friends. Like, I'll see people, and they're like, how are how are so and so and so and so, and they're like naming all my old friends that I used to see like literally every day, and I'm like. I don't know. I know. <laughs> like, I'm glad I, I'm not alone in this. I have right? my like, <laughs> my bubble of pandemic people who are as sad as me. Because <laughs> that was I remember my my best friend from before <laughs> <laughs> from from the before times. <laughs> her, 
her and her boyfriend moved in together and then they like kind of moved away. I mean, mm. they really moved away. But she's still my friend, but like I had to, you know, I had to start over. Yeah. <laughs> I had to find the people who like also were uh like newly single and like going through the same emotions as me cuz I feel like that's who I wanted to talk to like I was broken up with at the beginning of quarantine and I like only wanted to be friends with people who were like on that wave of me. <laughs> you were like you're in a relationship I'm sorry like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you right those now. Those people are unhappy too but then like I don't want to hear it as much when someone's yeah. like oh, living with your husband is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And I I'm totally like, get yeah. it. But then again, I do live with my boyfriend and I'm like, damn, you have your own room. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, no, no, it is hard. It's hard for everyone. I it's was all just relative. Feeling, yeah. I was just feeling like I was uh, having trouble relating um, to. And that, again, she's very much still my friend. I literally talked to her on the phone like yesterday. Mainly, I just wanted to. Uh find people <laughs> to commiserate with in my own special way. Right. <laughs> Who are human and not just Grace, the dog. Yeah, Grace, <laughs> come on. She's so cute. Kelly, this is so much fun. You've had such funny stories about being an assistant. I feel like we were worked for the same bosses who were very... <laughs> Very old school, misogynistic, you know, couldn't believe. With a heart of gold. And if they're listening to this, you know, please hire us. I still would like a job. Thank you. Love you all. Love you all. Hugs, hugs, hugs from your work daughter. (laughs) Don't forget about the little people. Don't forget me, daddy. (laughs) Work daddy. Oh my God. Where can people find you? Where can they hear, you know, all your comedy, your songs, all your funny stuff? Um, I am on uh, Instagram as Kelly Bachman, and then I'm on uh, Twitter as Belly Cockman, which is the reverse <laughs> of, of Kelly Bachman. It seems like it should be like my. Am I uh your stage, stage? name? It should it seems like it should be like my Finsta or whatever you call like yeah. your alt Twitter, but it's yeah. very much my main Twitter. So uh go to that. My boyfriend actually did the same thing. He just changed it recently, but he did the same name flip like that. And one day I was like, Do you really want that? <laughs> he changed Yeah, I don't it. know. I think I feel like Kelly Bachman is taken on Twitter, so I don't know what I would use other than the Kelly Bachman. The one and only. The one and only. <laughs> Kelly yeah. Bachman official. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, this was so much fun. Thank you for doing this. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me. I, I love hearing people's job stories, especially assistant stories. It gives me nightmares, but also warms my heart. Uh, that, that Christmas bonus was literally, was just rent for another month. I was like, no, I need, I need the Christmas fucking bonus. Oh my but God. Hamilton is a good play. And, um, okay. My boss left Hamil- Hamilton halfway through. I didn't get to tell you that he, he didn't like it. So he left halfway through and I bought him those tickets and they were $2,500 a piece. He said he oh, couldn't wow. understand the music. And I just remember being like, I would have taken a cab to watch act two. I would have gone to see act two. You just, you just left your third row seats. <laughs> like what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was uh, just sitting there crying in the back singing like, I'm not throwing away my shot. <laughs> just trying to get like, appreciate like a hundred dollars a minute. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Too good. Like, I have to get my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, everybody, go and follow Kelly. She's super funny. She tweets funny shit. She's a very funny writer. I can't wait to read your young adult novel. Uh, I'm sure it'll warm my spirits. And uh, that's it. That's another episode of Unemployed Pod. Uh, guys, go follow us on Twitter, Unemployed Podcast, without vowels, because we're sexy. And then find us on Instagram, Unemployed with Anna. And if you want to see this video and see her cute dog that kept barking, definitely go to <laughs> patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. The videos exist there. And, uh, and go listen to the other episodes. That's it. Have a good one. Get a job and hire us. Goodbye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs>